Federal employees across government will start to see the 2019 Federal Employee Viewpoint Survey in their inboxes in the coming weeks. But the Department of Veterans Affairs is taking a different approach to measure its own employee engagement. It chose last year to combine questions from its own all-employee survey and questions from the FEVs to create a single engagement questionnaire. Employee satisfaction with the organization went up nearly six points last year. D. Ramsell is the executive director for VA's National Center for Organizational Development. The center acts as a management consulting arm for the department. She tells Federal News Network's Nicole Agrisco why VA chose to administer its own survey and why the decision's paying off. The group that I work with, NCOD, started doing an annual employee survey about 20 years ago, actually before OPM's Federal Employee Viewpoint Survey, or FEVS. And so that became a a pretty well-known quantity and accepted and trusted and used within VA. And then the OPM survey came along, and for a number of years we did two annual surveys of employee engagement, one in June, which is when the FEVS is administered, and ours in August. And that's kind of crazy, really. You don't need two full-blown annual surveys. So we approached the secretary about merging the best components of both surveys. And just just quickly, for the FEVS, that's given government-wide, so the best component for that, for certain, is that it allows us to benchmark ourselves against other federal agencies. Another great component is that OPM has a formal definition of employee engagement, and they have an employee engagement index, 15 questions, that are standardized across the government, and that's another great way to benchmark. We have the survey mapped down to almost 20,000 individual work groups. And since the most important component of what determines employee engagement is the employee's relationship with their supervisor, it's really great that we can get these results down at the individual work group level so that the supervisor can work with their employees in their own individual work group and focus on the items that need improving in their work group. And that's kind of the key to why we wanted to merge the best of the two surveys. We could preserve the best components of both. And, of course, it was a huge uh, relief to employees not to have to take two surveys that are about 60 questions each and just a couple months apart. Dee, to get a better sense specifically of what your VA survey is like, could you give us an example or two of VA-specific questions that maybe you wouldn't otherwise see on the Federal Employee Viewpoint Survey or in another agency's survey, for example? Well, I can tell you that since we're the Center for Organization Development, we're very concerned with organization health across VA. So we consider our survey somewhat of a screen. Employee engagement is certainly an incredibly important component of organizational health. But we also ask questions about psychological safety, about civility, about burnout, for example. So those are other components that are included in our survey that wouldn't necessarily be included in some surveys that focus more on employee engagement. The OPM survey is a great survey. Many of our questions were very similar to theirs, and some were actually completely identical. They ask a fair number of questions about more what I would call more HR practices, telework and so on. I've always heard that strong participation in a survey like this is a key component to improving employee engagement. And I think VA had a pretty high participation rate for this initial year of a combined all-employee survey. Can you tell us a little bit more about VA's participation rate this past year? 
The all-employee survey is a census survey, and our participation rates have run about 60% for years. And we're really pleased with that. If you're familiar with large surveys, you know that a response rate of 30% is considered phenomenal. So we're thrilled with a 60 and sometimes even higher than that participation rate. In the Federal Employee Viewpoint Survey for VA, that's a sample survey, and it's averaged about a 30% sample, and we get about a 30% response rate. So those responses are really coming from 9 to 10% of our employees compared to 60% on the all-employee survey. And what we find pretty consistently, and, and many other surveys will report this too, is that it's almost a Rorschach test of, of engagement to look at your participation rate. Because if you're an engaged employee, you're willing to complete a survey for the organization. When you have a smaller participation rate, such as 30% or, or smaller, you have to worry um, what survey research has shown is the tendency for the most disgruntled <laughs> to be sure to take the survey. So the example I would use is I have to travel for my job quite a bit, and I'm always getting surveys from the airlines. When my flight goes fine as I expected, I often just ignore it. If they lose my luggage or shred my luggage or are hours late or cancel the flight, you can be darn sure I'm going to get on that survey <laughs> and <laughs> express my dissatisfaction. So we'd like to have a much higher representation by getting the 60% on our census survey. So after the survey results come in, can you walk us through what happens next? The survey is open for three weeks. And when the survey results, it's collected by an outside administrator. And once the survey data gets to us, um, we have to look at it and clean it. Um, sometimes there's Someone started the survey, and we can collect that data, but other times they opened up a survey browser and decided not to do it, or we just have to make sure we d the data is clean and scrubbed. Once that happens, then we get busy analyzing the data. And we then once we've analyzed the data, then we prepare reports for distribution. That's a really important step for us because we're wanting – 20,000 individual work groups to look at their individual data and use it for action planning. Um, we always say that if you're not going to do anything with the data, you'd be better off not even administering the survey because employees get their hopes up. They think that they're going to be listened to and that something will be done to make their workplace better. So we're really focused on using the survey data to make action plans at the work group level. What we do then as we um, start our reporting out, the first report out always goes to the secretary and then other high-level officials, and then we go to every regional area in VBA, NCA, and VHA, the three components of VA, and the staff offices. And then we go down to, for example, in, in Veterans Health, we go down to the individual medical centers and do briefings for them. And we have what we call work group grids, which has across the top every single question and going down the left-hand side, every single work group at an individual medical center or cemetery district or regional office in VBA so that you can compare your scores to everyone else. We have a nice shading program where if it's shaded 
blue, it means you're significantly better than your comparison group, and if it's shaded gray, you're significantly lower. So it gives you, out of one quick visual glance, all the data you need. Now, a lot of people aren't into big Excel worksheets, so we have put together what we call the AES dashboard. It's an online interactive tool that has won rave reviews here in VA. And it, everybody in the entire system, all 380,000 employees, have access to this tool. All they have to do is click on a link and find the group that they want to download, the data that pertains to them, and it's sent to their inbox, and they can open it on their computer and look at it as much as they want to. The, the dashboard is designed in a really clever way. At the top, there are four buttons that you can click. One is if you're a senior executive level person, and that has a very high-level overview of the entire organization because their role is to be an executive sponsor. They don't need to know the nitty-gritty details of each individual work group. There's a second button if you're a manager. So if you're a supervisor of supervisors, you're a manager. And that has a, a little more tightly honed-in view, but their role as a manager is really to coach the frontline supervisors into how to have a dialogue about action planning. A lot of the action is under the button that's called um, supervisor, and that's the frontline or first-line supervisors of each of the 20,000 work groups. It's that the data that comes up there is appropriate to them, and they can see their individual work group data. They can see um, how they compare, and they can use that to start the dialogue. Uh, and then the last button is for employees. So if you're a um, first-line employee, you have a, an important role too. Your role is to participate in action planning. And so by having those four levels, people can click on the level of data that's appropriate to them. Then on the left-hand side of their screen, they'll see the data that applies to their level. On the right-hand side of the screen, they'll see tools and resources appropriate to their level. So most of the tools are aimed at the first-line supervisor because that's a critical one to actually go to his or her work group and look through the data with them and talk about what they want to work on. We added a couple years ago a really unique question. What we do is we list 10 areas that work groups might want to work on and often do work on, communication, accountability, coworker relationships, and so on. And we ask each person taking the survey, what are the top three items you would like your work group to work on? So if you're a supervisor, you can look at the answer to that question, and you can go to your work group and start the dialogue right there. It can really be that simple. So I, I've heard a phrase, and, and maybe you've heard it too in, in your years at the department, that if you've been to one VA, you've been to one VA, implying that each VA medical center has its own culture, its own people, management style, all of that. And I know that that the department has been focused on trying to improve engagement at some specific medical centers. And you've actually seen improvement in engagement at some medical centers and then perhaps corresponding improvement in patient satisfaction. Can you walk us through that? National Center for Organization Development has a, a small research group and they're research scientists. They love to take the all-employee survey data and match it to everything they can think of to see how it impacts it. 
And every year, the strongest correlation is always between employee engagement and customer satisfaction. So they can look at uh, patient satisfaction data in VHA, and it will match up with employee engagement scores at each facility. They can look at cemetery satisfaction scores, and it will match up with employee engagement data. And same thing with VBA. So we know that employee engagement is an incredibly strong predictor of patient satisfaction. And in the last few years, I would say since Secretary McDonald became secretary, and certainly reinforced by Secretary Wilkie, customer service is the number one priority. And that's an area that VA has really been focused on for the last couple of years. So this is a, a nice way to, to look at that. What's interesting to me is that you can ask employees, how do you think customers receive your services? Or how satisfied are customers with your services? And employee that that's employees' perception only, not actual hard data from veterans themselves that, that I was referring to earlier. And that will correlate extremely highly with employee engagement scores. So in other words, employees know when they're engaged and they're giving great customer service. And they also know when their team isn't functioning all that great and they're not giving as good a customer service. We do find that there are some relationships between civility and quality in VA hospitals, for example. But you don't find employee engagement doesn't directly impact in the way you might predict things like mortality, morbidity and mortality, and, and some of the more quality metrics that you look at. But definitely employee engagement impacts customer satisfaction. Is there one or two VA medical centers that you think have really done something new or unique in improving employee engagement over the past year? I know the partnership has specifically pointed out to VA medical centers, but from your perspective, is anyone doing anything particularly unique or interesting on that front? Oh, definitely. Um, first of all, I would say our, our medical center directors and regional office directors and, and cemetery directors are incredibly innovative and creative and dedicated people. And so a lot of them have put in a lot of really thoughtful and, and creative efforts. You can't really outsource employee engagement to a program office like mine. It has to come from the leaders of that site. A couple of sites, I know that there was a recent Partnership for Public Service in Boston Consulting Group that highlighted St. Louis and Altoona, and those are two terrific examples. They have focused on what needed to be done and improving employee engagement and seen their scores go up. I think particularly St. Louis had quite a story. They focused on employee engagement and their SAIL score went up. SAIL in VA stands for Strategic Analytics for Information and Learning, and it's a star system in rating quality metrics. And their score on the SAIL star system went up remarkably after that focus on employee engagement. Another site that I would highlight would be Manchester. You may not remember, but Manchester made the national news they had some serious concerns at their medical center, and they brought in a new medical center director who was very much focused on employee engagement 
and the number one driver of employee engagement, which is servant leadership. And he has really remarkably turned that medical center around. A fourth one would be work that's been done in Memphis. So, Dee, over the next year, what is your organization doing to perhaps evolve the all-employee survey for this year in 2019? And then a second piece to that is what is your organization doing to perhaps advance some of the department's conversations about employee engagement over the next year? I know that your organization does other things. You have change management classes. You offer consulting services for some other pieces of the department. So what are you looking forward to in the future within the next year or so? The all-employee survey um, evolves every single year so that we are always trying to make it better and better. Our questions for next year, or for I guess this year, it is 2019, will be very almost identical to the questions that were asked last year. We did have to change some of our questions last year when we merged because we had two 60-question surveys <laughs> that were merged, and we ended up with a 55-question survey. So we want to keep the survey the same as much as possible this coming year in terms of the instrument itself. However, we are adding a culture of patient safety module. One of our exciting initiatives in VHA is the High Reliability Organization. And part of that is having a culture of safety, a focus on patient safety. And so we will have a 15-item module related to that that will help each medical center gauge how they're doing um, as they begin the high-reliability organization journey. Right now, we're just wrapping up our breast practice interviews. So every year, we interview the medical centers uh, and regional office directors that are doing the best on employee engagement and that improve the most from the previous years. We do the same thing for each individual work group that improves the most and is doing the best. This year we added survey questions for work groups that improve the most on the 10 priority areas that I mentioned earlier. So we looked at which work groups made a big leap in communication, for example, over the past year and we're doing individual interviews of the supervisors of those groups to find out what they did to focus on communication in in this example. So that information, um, as always, will be spread throughout the system. And if you're a supervisor and your work group wants to work on communication this coming year after the 2019 survey, you can go right to this resource and look what other work groups did across VA that showed the most improvement in in this most recent survey on communication. And I think that's going to be incredibly helpful. There's other things going on that I can highlight in employee engagement. We have a VA employee engagement council, VA-wide. They've been working on an employee engagement toolkit. So this is a toolkit based on what research has shown in VA are the four drivers of employee engagement servant leadership, the most important one, employee voice, which includes the survey, Um, having an innovative environment and some kind of system for process improvement, and then what most people traditionally think of when they think of employee engagement, which is employee development, training, and recognition. And so that toolkit will give actual examples of things that medical centers are already successfully doing to improve employee engagement and also regional offices and the cemeteries. It's uh, VA-wide. 
And the second thing that group is focused on is to look at the employee engagement strategy. So we have our first ever VA-wide employee engagement strategy based on research, and it will guide our efforts for the next five years or so. And as soon as our secretary signs it, it will be official. We also have um, a VHA Employee Engagement Council, as does OT and VBA and so on. Um, Working together, these groups have put together VA Supervisor Week. I'm really proud of that. We just invented it. We made it up. There is no such thing. But in last year and then again this year in May, we're celebrating Frontline Supervisor Week. So often that position is um, you're promoted because you've done a good job and you don't get enough training, you don't get enough recognition, you have your employees squeezing you on one end and your manager um, squeezing you on the other end. So this is a celebration of them. And last year was so successful, over 300 sites are going to be doing the VA Supervisor Week this year. And we will have a video from the secretary to start it off. We'll have a fun game based on a TV game game show, and just like we did last year. And then we'll have a, a little self-assessment exercise based on servant leadership, which is our formal leadership development framework or philosophy and and then we'll have you know a little celebration with cake and punch kind of a thing and then following that there are four sessions based on servant leader behaviors and the idea is to have the frontline supervisors attending with the executive team and discussing important servant leader behaviors so we have I could go on and on there's a lot of things going on in VA related to employee engagement and we're thrilled to have such strong executive sponsorship from our secretary, his chief of staff, and the undersecretaries. Dee Ramsell, executive director for the National Center for Organization Development at VA, talking with Federal News Network's Nicole Agrisco.